This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Now, I've been wanting to do this for a long while now, but uh, this podcast is probably going to come out towards the middle uh, of July 2021. I get so many questions, guys, from uh, emails to Facebook to Instagram to on my Podbean app for the podcast. I just get so many questions. So I was going to call this the monthly mailbag, but I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to call it because I just don't want to have it the same name. So the name may change throughout the months uh, in answering these questions. But first off, before we get into that Send us a voicemail, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. If you actually go on the website, I did test this yesterday. It's working fantastically. I had a complete meltdown on my email, and I've literally lost a lot of questions from listeners and a couple of voicemails, which is extremely disappointing. So if you're on a laptop or you're on a Mac or you're on anything, just go to australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. And when the page loads on the right-hand side, you'll see an icon that says send voicemail. Uh, and what I want you to do is send a voicemail in. I will play it on this show for you. Any topic, anything you guys want to talk about, send it in, and I'm more than happy to discuss it on the show. Now, if you're going to use, I'm not sure about iPhone, but it definitely works on Android because I made sure I tested it yesterday again after a couple of years of actually being on the site. So again, if you go to australianhuntingpodcast.com.au on your phone, when it actually loads on the bottom, you'll again see a floating icon called uh, send voicemail. It'll be at the bottom. So click on that. You've got 90 seconds to send in your voicemail and we will play them on this show. I don't know if these shows are going to go 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes I've got no idea we're just going to go through the questions and when it's done uh, it's going to be done and if I don't know the question or the answer hopefully I can get someone on the show for a little small you know three to five minute segment 10 minutes whatever it may be to answer your questions like most of us you know uh, me doing this show even a lot of different things I've made a lot of mistakes over the years especially around hunting buying equipment buying the wrong equipment and you know there's a little bit of an evolution over the years about as you get a bit older and you become more experienced in hunting shooting and fishing sometimes the gear i've said this before about some deer hunting gear i bought years ago i was like why on earth did i did i buy this six to 24 scope to hunt you know at 50 or 60 meters in say a state forest in a pine plantation like it makes yeah that's the majority of hunting i was doing back then at the time so i was like why on earth did i buy that crap you know like hey it would have worked if you had really really open place to hunt uh you know it was you had private property you know rolling hills and you could see you know four to six eight hundred meters nine hundred a kilometer in one direction that would have been fantastic but uh in my situation it wasn't fantastic and then i look back now and you just absolutely shake your head but we've got a lot of good questions uh, that have come into the show as well but if you love the show i'd really really appreciate if you could um, sign up on patreon throw a few bucks my way all the people that do i really appreciate it if you can't do that i also appreciate that too just uh you know share it with your friends and family you know i really really do appreciate that if you do want to throw some support my way uh, i uh patreon i should say dot com forward slash ahp you know i think it's about three bucks is my cheapest one it goes up from there and i want to thank all the guys that support me on page, uh, patreon you guys are like absolutely literally the best guys i could possibly imagine you guys keep the show going i've said it before after a decade you know you've got to keep things spicy you've got to keep things interesting and you guys help me to do that i love talking to people i still love talking to people after a decade how long the show will go for could go for another 10 years nobody knows but uh and that's the fun part about it getting us all together having a lot of fun talking about hunting uh and our shooting activities so if you could do that absolutely fantastic again also if you want me to read out an email on this on this mailbag that we're going to be doing uh, australian hunting podcast at gmail.com i did i was able to recover some uh, questions and fan mail on the 
Gmail account, so we are going to go through them uh, a little bit later. I did just get back from a hunt a couple of weeks ago on the June long weekend. Man, what a fantastic weekend uh, hanging out with the boys. Uh, shout out to uh, Andrew. He was one of our Patreon supporters as well that uh, joined us on the trip, so uh, it was a great time hanging out with Andrew. Muzz was there as well, who's done straight shooting with me before. I've got, I do have a bit of a, a bit of a question on that going a little bit later as well. So thanks, Andrew. Hopefully you enjoy uh, coming onto the trip. I know a uh, bit of a shout out to Andrew. He uh, he loves his chili beans, bacon, and his sausage for pretty much breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. Oh, it was a good thing to see. I love those chili beans from Coles or Woolworths, you know, the ones with the corn and stuff. But, man, what a fantastic time was had. And uh, probably by the time you're hearing this podcast, I would have released uh, the video. I made a bit of a video. Uh, on that on my AHP Outdoors YouTube channel um, you can go and check that out as well I did make one which was a bit of a, a bit of a failure to be brutally honest I get so many questions on the AHP Outdoors about when they've watched some of the videos about the, the Triton how's the Triton going after five years is it, is it still going fantastically oh, yeah, show us your 12 volt system Yeah, I love the solar panel roof how did you set everything up you know how's it been after five or almost six years of owning the vehicle what do you still have to do to it so I did make a video the mighty the mighty Triton uh, and it got like 600 views. <laughs> but it's probably going to be a slow burn, that one. I'm sure it'll be picked up eventually when a lot of people outside of my subscriber base on the AHP Outdoors channel uh, actually jump on and, and, and are searching stuff about Mitsubishi Tritons. They'll probably pick it up. I did do a 12-volt uh, setup system video probably about four years ago, and it got like 50-something thousand views. So obviously there is some interest in it, and I, I guess most of those people will probably just average people looking up 12 volt systems and and uh, information on Mitsubishi Triton so just to recap we're going to go through some questions on all the social media platforms again australianhuntingpodcast.com.au send me a voicemail I want voicemails guys send them in please anything whatever you want to talk about hunting shooting fishing politics anything you want send it in uh, I really, really appreciate people. So I think probably what we're going to do is we're going to get into some of the first questions. But hang on, before we do that too, I wanted to let you guys know too, I've got a really, I'm not going to say who just yet because I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about this one. We're going to be doing a bullet ballistics podcast with one of the large, well, a large bullet manufacturer out of the United States, which I think you guys are going to be very interested in. Um, I had a chat with him and I really, I don't want to say who it is yet, but I really got to give this company a lot of credit, a lot of credit. Of all the ones I contacted, these ones were pretty much the only ones to actually get back to me. And not only this company, not only got back to me, emailed me, wanted to find out about me, uh, asking all these, all these questions about me and the show, showing actual interest in the podcast, which, yeah totally pretty much blew me away guys so it's going to be uh, bullet ballistics with a production engineer from one of these companies that actually developed uh, some of these bullets we use today for hunting and or varmint and or target shooting so i'm really excited for that podcast actually and uh, it sort of goes off the back a little bit uh, around my recent show i'm just scrolling down trying to find it again but it was with nathan foster from terminal ballistics that was ahp episode 226 that was called terminal ballistics with nathan foster nathan's from new zealand mate does a lot of stuff especially showing bullet penetration with uh, match bullets uh, on his YouTube channel, and uh, he does a lot of training with people and stuff like that. Really, really nice fella, Nathan. So go, go, go! Check that one out. AHP two twenty six Terminal Ballistics with Nathan Foster because a lot of people love that show. And this is, a, I guess, you might even say a little bit of a continuation. Uh, of that show so I'm really looking forward to that and I was just stoked but they were asking questions of me and having a chat and then yeah, it was just, it was, honestly it was it's really blown me away and, and actually given me a lot of respect for that company and uh, people are going to people may be surprised um, it, it is a big company it's probably definitely in the top three companies in the United States and uh, they were just stoked I was stoked and mate what a fantastic uh, forging of relationships here absolutely fantastic and uh, I want to thank them for giving me the opportunity uh, to 
do the show and we're going to be talking about you know basically how bullets have changed you know over the years you know ballistic coefficiency is it important are we spending too much time emphasizing you know bullet or ballistic coefficiency so how bullets are made what are they made out of how do they fly through the air what are some of the new technology coming in how can it get better from here in 2021 there's going to be lots of information on that as well also probably last week i had my round two with my chucking youtuber eric Waite. uh eric mate top really good friend of mine as i said on a previous show we talk a lot uh, probably every couple of weeks we're on the phone uh, having a two to three hour chat from he's from upstate new york in a place called elmira and uh yeah with every three two th- probably two three weeks man we're on the phone just three hour conversations man really really nice guy lots in common and i can't wait to get over the to the u.s uh sometime down the track after this covid shit pisses off so i can actually go and hang out with my mate maybe do some woodchuck hunting shoot a shit ton of guns and have a grand old time so uh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic so anyway enough tomfoolery let's actually get into some of the uh, questions first so what i might do is i might switch back from some of the emails and also then go back into some of the questions so obviously the biggest common question guys i get is can you give me any tips and tricks on starting a podcast gear and equipment that is from Brian. Brian, thank you for the question. Probably one of the biggest questions I get. Um, hopefully, this is more popular than the Mitsubishi Triton video <laughs> I put on the internet, but uh, on YouTube. But anyway, yeah, man, listen, I get this, and this is actually going to come down to another question I get about some of the people who saw the videos and they're like, what cameras you're using? I'm going to get into that a little bit down the track. Uh, but man, listen, this is the, the biggest thing I hear from people is like, oh, I ne- and I was like this, I need this microphone, I need this mixing desk, oh, I can't do anything unless I have top-notch equipment. Man, that is just utter crap. Get a topic you're interested in, whether it's hunting or shooting, doesn't matter what industry you're wanting to get your podcast, get it done and start doing it, mate. That's, that's really all the advice I can give you because a lot of people sit there and go, well, if I don't have that Shure SM7G microphone, which is about you know eight or seven or $800, maybe more even these days, uh, I can't do my podcast. Or if I don't have this, I can't do it, no. But if you listen, if you do have a good budget, um, and are you planning on doing interviews? Are you planning on just sitting at your desk and doing interviews? Are you going to be out there on the street interviewing people? You know, what are you going to be doing? That's going to really be, yeah, sort of dictate a little bit of the equipment you're going to have. Just to give you a bit of an idea, I'm running a uh, Rode, uh, the Rode Pod mic, which is one of their new microphones. Uh, I also did run in the past the Shure SM7G, but again, I just sold it. I don't believe some of these items. Uh, uh, yeah, hundreds of percentage points better than currently what I'm using now for a few hundred dollars. Uh, listen, if, if, if you're actually going to go out there, you're going to be, say, walk around the street, or even if you're not, you want something cheap, a good microphone to start with, mate, is the Sennheiser E835. $119 from DJ City. Man, I've actually used those microphones in the past. I do have about four of them. Uh, listen, I use them when I'm actually out uh, interviewing, when I've gone to shot expos and stuff like that. I do use one i do have a different one which has a longer handle now which is better uh for interviewing so but if you this this is a shorter handled version you can use this at home and you can use it out in the field mate the sennheiser e835 Uh, and then what i used to do to record the podcast i originally started off i'm just searching it here while i'm looking talking to you uh is the zoom h6 recorder i think i started with the the zoom h4 was the h4 recorder Yes, no, H3, the Zoom H3, sorry. I started off with the Zoom H3, which is a two-port recorder. Uh, that's basically when me and Muzz started doing the straight shooting podcast. Then I went on to the Zoom H6, uh, which has, I think it's four XLR imports for your microphones, mate. And you can do anything with that, mate. You can record from home. You can take it away with you um, hunting. You can record there. You can take it out in the street. You can record with it. Absolutely fantastic. Multiple channels. Or you can just mix all the channels into one or you can put them into uh, individually. Uh, For editing software, mate, I do use the Adobe Audition to edit my podcast. But I will give you a bit of a secret tip, mate. Brian, you legend is bought there's a new one out a new recorder out called the zoom pod track p uh p-o-d-t-r-a-k and that is an all-in-one uh 
podcasting system. You can use it at home. You can use it out in the field. It's small. It's got four channel inputs. You can you can run intros and outros like I do here on the show. Like I give you guys an example. I want to run my intro. Look, here it is right now playing. If I want to run my outro, right, you'll hear the outro coming in right now. See, see, I can just use the deck to do whatever I want to do. I can run uh, things into it from YouTube. Absolutely fantastic, man. So listen, don't worry about the gear. That Zoom pod track, by the way, is about $355, mate. So again, my point is, don't be crippled by gear, mate. If you've got, I'd say if you've got a good 500 bucks to spend and you can buy one of these pod tracks, say, and a Sennheiser E835, mate, you're going to get better quality than 95% of the competition, mate. There is no doubt about it. Uh, of course, like anything, guys, when I... Uh, guests ring up the yeah you can hear my voice right now it sounds absolutely fantastic on this pod mic and my recording system but you know when you have a person ringing in on a a phone using a headset or bluetooth you can only get so much of as good quality you know what i mean i do get people coming in saying oh you know could you increase the quality guys i don't make enough money i've got a full-time job you know it is as it is on here and probably this is honestly other than the guests if i'm just talking now one of the best sounding podcasts you'll probably hear at least for quality uh, in Australia. So, I mean, again, you can't really get much better than this. There is no way to get better than this unless you're actually in person uh, with a person. And, and sometimes I do love that. Anyway, so hopefully that gives you a bit of a tip. But, mate, I guess my biggest advice, man, is basically don't get crippled by gear. Get out there and start recording, mate. Don't worry if you've got an iPhone and you get a little cheap $10 mic phone to get close to your mouth on eBay, buy it. But one thing I will, the last thing to finish off with that is, get the microphone as close to your mouth as possible. The reason I sound like I do now is my lips are almost touching my microphone here. So if I stand back here and I start doing this, guys, you can see it's just it, it, it sounds absolutely terrible. Get as close to the mic as you can, man. So get out there, Brian. Start creating, mate, and being, you know, just doing it, mate. Whatever the industry it is, if it's hunting and shooting, get into it, start making them, start putting them out on the internet. Don't be crippled by gear, mate. That's the biggest thing that stops people from creating. And I was exactly like that back down the track. So anyway, next question. Uh, this is from Trent. Thanks, Trent. Really appreciate it. What's the best small game caliber for rabbits and foxes? Listen, dude, you can't go past the humble 22, in my opinion. I think that's one of the best all-round game cartridges. Years ago, I had a 22 Sterling. I so regret selling it. I really do. It's 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 still it's still it's part of my massive regrets to this day selling that little Sterling. Uh, I just didn't think I had any use for a small game cartridge like a 22. But I reckon there's always room in a safe for a 22. If you want to step up into a Centerfire, mate. Uh, again, I don't know if you're reloading. You didn't mention in your in your in your question, but if you if you're not reloading, I'd probably go your, your humble two two three, mate. That is going to do absolutely wonders on foxes, rabbits. If you're going to shoot rabbits, I'd probably head shoot them, mate. Two two three will just destroy rabbits, especially at decent ranges with you know varmint bullets. So two two three, mate. Stick and step that up to twenty two two fifty as well. If you really want to maybe step up into shooting goats as well, something like that. Uh, again, it's going to depend if you're reloading. I'd say if you're going to reload, go the two. You can go 204 as well, another fantastic caliber. You know, 39 grain Blitz King, somewhere around that point will do you well, brother. Um, also, if you really want to step it up and you want to be covered, if you don't have a bigger caliber, maybe consider the 243. But I would consider the 243 if you're reloading. It is getting a little bit expensive for the 243. Um, but again, you do have the options with the 250 and the 243. They are they are both necked down to 308 cases. So if you ever decide, listen, 243 is getting a bit expensive, then you can just change it. You know, when you rebarrel the gun, if you shoot it out, you can change it to 22 250. You can change it to you know one of the 6.5 cartridges. You can change it to a 7 mil 08. You know, because again, they're all necked down 308 cases. That's a that's a great thing about buying a cartridge that's a neck down 308 case is the availability if you do want to change your mind at a later date uh, you're able to do that i mean some people have mentioned 17 hmr listen if i'm going to go hmr it does get knocked around in the wind although it is great you know again mate nothing's going to substitute i think for a good either 22 mate or a good centerfire cartridge such as you know 204 223 uh 22250 mate some people have been shooting with 2506 another fantastic cartridge as well and 243, a lot of people put shit on the 243. I was one of them, Trent, but, mate, I own one now, and I think it's probably one of the best varmint cartridges that can just add that bit of extra hitting power 
at those extra distances, mate. So, yeah, absolutely, mate. So I hope that answers your question, Trent. Um, those the, All those cartridges are going to do your job. It's just going to come down to whether you know, you're reloading or you're not reloading. Cheers, Trent. All right, I thought I'd go into one of my uh, mails that I got from Jaram. So, Jaram, mate, thank you for writing in. I really do appreciate it. Hey, mate, I recently started listening uh, to your podcast a couple of months ago. Absolutely love them. Uh, I've been hunting pretty much all 14 years of my life, and I recently shot a... Uh, nice boar a couple of weeks ago with my dad. So absolutely fantastic, mate. There's nothing better than having a dad that teaches the way of hunting. And I have a suggestion to put on the show. Uh, he's called Hunting with Stu. Yeah, I might get Stu on. I've seen Stu. I just, I, I checked him out. When I, I wasn't sure, I've spoken to another friend and said, there's a guy on a kayak hunting pigs from a kayak. I said, no, what do you mean? And then I eventually, this is probably about four months ago. And then I found Hunting with Stu on YouTube. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm going to try and get him on the show. I'll see how I go, see if he's interested. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him he's an absolute legend and it would be amazing if you get him on the show keep up the uh, amazing shows they make my day well thank you jaram i really appreciate it. it's good you know what to have young kids man for you're 14 years old you're out hunting with your dad you're doing it your dad you know in a way your dad is teaching you the ways of the force so it's almost like star wars mate you know young padawan <laughs> I'm out hunting with your dad uh, and, and being trained by your dad. Mate, nothing better. Congratulations. And yeah, I just want to say really thank you for uh, writing into the show. I don't even know if I've even had a 14-year-old or young kids uh, writing into my show recently. So you're probably going to be the first, Jaram. So thank you very, very much. I really appreciate your kind words and uh, rock on with your dad and have a great time out hunting and shooting. Thanks for writing in. And mate, if you, if you want to, one day send us in a voicemail, mate. Tell us about one of your stories. Uh, yeah, we'll play it here on AHP. So thanks for writing in, Jam. I really appreciate it, mate. All right, next one come up is from Max. I want to thank uh, Max for writing into the show. He said, G'day, Jason. Loving your work. Really appreciate your voice in the industry. Now, this line is the best one. Some people may not say this. He goes, you seem like you have your ego in check. <laughs> Some people may not say that, Max. Some people may not say that. And he goes, and you're a pretty humble bloke. Well, thank you very much. I think people that, listen, uh, people that actually know me and hang out with me, I mean, I'll, I'll let them to attest to my character, mate. But uh, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. I'm glad that comes across in the podcast. I really do. Thank you. He goes, I've only recently found your podcast. Quick background. Dad had greyhounds, ferrets, wire, and an axe. I graduated from there to sparrows with the 177, then rabbits and foxes with the 22, uh, then Samba in and around Wan and Gat in the early 1990s, then Mansfield and Myrtleford. Uh, slow learning curve. Public land hunting when the R license came in for fallow, then later seven trips to NZ before COVID. Yeah, mate, on this bloody COVID screwing us up, that's for sure. He goes uh, three in Fjordland ballot, two in the tar ballot, and just another self-organized DIY hunts. Normally with three or four blokes, uh, now still obsessed, but loving mentoring my kids and others and watching their successes. Yeah, well, that just goes back to Jaram that just rode into the show, mate. Uh, yeah, hunting with his dad, absolutely loves it, and uh, we're passing down that sport uh, to the next generation, which is what we have to do. Otherwise, we definitely, I keep saying this in my live stream with my buddy every week, Aaron from Shooting Stuff Australia, uh, every Wednesday night at 7.30 on his channel. Uh, listen, if we don't do something now and get these kids into it and get them active, mate, politically, we, we, we're going to be in dire straits, mate, going forward. Uh, we've already seen it. The, the amount of gun bans we've had over the last 12 months, Western Australia, the, the gel blaster bans, it's getting bad in Australia, mate. It really, really is. And uh, I really hope in 10 years I'm going to be hunting. But, you know, the more and more that happens, the more I realise, you know, that may not be the case. We, we may be in a bit of trouble in 10 to 15 years if we don't start doing something. So, um, yeah. Anyway, because I handed in my semi-autos during the buyback, got given, so I got given good coin and turned it into hiking gear. <laughs> mate, I would have just bought more guns. <laughs> But most likely, uh, he goes, I've often wondered why a system of five or even 10 years with a standard firearms license would not demonstrate you as a fit and proper person uh, to then own a centerfire semi-auto. With all the requirements with storage and rego, surely this would work. Thoughts, mate, agreed. I mean, listen, if we can't have them and the government's not going to play ball with us uh, at all, our only option is going to court and, and continually fighting them uh, in court. I've been saying that now for around 12 months now on, on my mate's uh, live stream. Uh, that's the only option here. We, we, we got, we, you know, our political parties got wiped out in WA recently. We are going backwards in the political spectrum. There's no doubt about that. Um, we lost two, two in WA alone of pro-gun voices in parliament. So we're only going backwards. And we don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming elections in a couple of years in New South Wales, Victoria, 
uh, and, and around other states as well. I mean, I mean, look what's happening in Queensland. We've got Palaszczuk again. We've got Mark McGowan in WA by an absolute landslide in Western Australia, which is, you know, really, really sad for shooters because we know Labor or Liberal just are not going to help us out, mate. But, yeah, if that was an option, that if you had a licence for five years and then, you know, you could then get, say, a Ruger, you know, uh, 1022 or a five shot pump or a five shot semi auto shotgun, then you know, in, in say five, in say, you know, by the you know, seven year mark, you could get like a, a, a centerfire rifle, a long arm, you know, um, semi auto. Then you've been proved to be a fit and proper person, man. I just think, you know, if people are going to do that, they're not going to go through a seven years just to get access to these f- types of firearms when you can actually just get them off the street, mate. So, yeah, I totally agree. I would, listen, I wouldn't want it to be like that way. I think you should just get it. I think, you know, license classes and A, B, C, D, E, F, H, Z, Q, B, R, whatever the numbers they've got these days, I just think it's totally ridiculous, man. I think if you've got a gun license, you'll be able to buy whatever gun you want. You, you know, most people have listened to the show. You guys know that when we've done straight shooting in the past so yeah mate fantastic so max thank you for writing into the show i'm sorry if i didn't get back to you quick enough i thought i'd add your question or your uh email into my podcast so again max thanks for writing in i really appreciate it again if you want to send in a voicemail mate send us in a voicemail we'd love to play any other your thoughts and opinions on the show moving forward in the future max thanks very much all right, next one before we get into another question, I thought I'd just read another uh, another email from Chris. Chris, thanks for writing in. Hi, Jason. I came across your podcast uh, about three months ago. And I've pretty much listened to all of them and some of them two to three times. <laughs> wow. So you've listened to all the shows in three months, man. i got to admit that's pretty dedicated, Chris. Thank you for that. And some of them you listened to two or three times. Well, uh, I, I guess that's the good part when people actually come onto the show later on, like in life after like 10 years, they go, holy crap, I've just found your show. You get like a smorgasbord of like content to listen to. But as soon as you smash them, you know, in, in three months, mate, you've got to wait every two to three weeks to get one in future. <laughs> so not, I wish I could do it full time, but you know what you know what it is. But anyway, he goes, I don't know already, but um, they've shared a petition for Queensland pig hunting with dog uh, the dogs ban. This was quite a while ago. He did send this email. I'm a Victorian and can't sign the petition. I've no social media at all to post or share to fellow hunters in Queensland to get onto, but you do, and you're one of the biggest voices in the country uh, when it comes to this. Yeah, mate, listen, I've, I've probably, I agree, I think I did post that one on my page back then. Uh, the only issue is, man, listen, like petition, a lot of these petitions just don't work. A lot of these organisations will tell you they do. Uh, petitions have never worked. Unfortunately, they never will work, man. I mean, the government, I was, I was signing petitions back in 2010 uh, when I first, or 2011 when I first started this show and uh, I've probably signed hundreds and hundreds of petitions that have gone out since then uh, and unfortunately mate not one has been not one petition has changed anything in regards to you know our rights to go hunting to go shooting the government just keeps trampling on us and like I've said in previous um, parts as well uh, there's you know we need to start tackling this at a, at, a, at a court level because otherwise there's no and we're still probably going to lose at the end of the day but Mate, at the end of the day, we've got to start fighting, guys. We've really got to start fighting. We've really got to start, you know, taking our rights back. And the government needs to know, hey, listen, if you guys are going to attack and take our firearms away or our, or our hunting or our public land hunting or you're not going to consider public land hunting, say like in Queensland, are you going to try and ban hunting with dogs? Well, we're going to be on your doorstep with court action. That's what we need to do, mate. And that's why I said give to organisations that sponsor my show at the NSC and organisations, only organisations that have a track record of being out there advocating for your interests and taking on the government, not people or organisations taking money from the government for whatever reasons they see fit, whether it's a range, whether it's some sort of funding, whatever it is, right, you've got to look at their track history, right? So, Chris, that's definitely one of them. Listen, I've written in, I've written probably about 1,300 letters to politicians uh, over 10 years about the Adler ban, about public land hunting ban in New South Wales, Queensland public land hunting, suppressors, self-defence, you name it, I've written it. Not one change has come from me writing a letter to government. And we did straight shooting for, what, seven, almost seven years and uh, not one change, mate, unfortunately. So, again, join your local clubs that you know are out there advocating and, and putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to fighting for your rights to hunt shoot and fish so chris thank you for coming in i really oh, sorry not coming in <laughs> thank you for writing in i should say uh, it's been a real pleasure thank you mate all right next question from gavin who do you follow for youtube videos um i need some good content to listen to any recommendations yes gavin i absolutely do my friend um my one ahp outdoors <laughs> 
cheap plug. Uh, no, but seriously. Uh, yes, yeah, so if you want to jump on mine, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, going on, speaking of that, okay, who do I like? I mean, let's start with, I like Nathan from Edge of the Outback, of course. I've, Nathan's a really good guy. Uh, I went up to visit my parents in Port Macquarie and um, came back to his house on the way through, um, on the way back to Sydney. So we had a great chat. I was at his house for a couple of hours. Really, really nice guy. So check him out. Um, Steve from Bold Action Productions. I like Steve's stuff. He's um, pr- pretty sort of cinematic with the type of stuff that he makes. And, and, and you know, that's a, see, I like a, a smorgasbord of stuff. I love a story. See, people, some people just love the shooting, which is fantastic. Um, I, I love both. I love sometimes high-volume shooting, which I really love. But then again, I also love a story, watching people get away for a weekend, four-wheel driving, camping, cooking, hunting, going out in the day, sitting by the fire, cooking over the fire. That's what I like. Everyone likes something different. You know, some people like the high volume stuff. It's, 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 it's good. But uh, again, I love a story and, and that's where those guys, those two guys do it as well. Uh, who else do I like? Who else is in Australia? Um, check out Honky Outdoors. Um, Honky, I've had, um, I've had uh, him on the show uh, before. So Honky is his last name. His first name is Ben. So Ben Honky, but it's called Honky Outdoors. Check, check him out. What else have we got? We've got uh, Tony Gillahan, like Tony. I've had Tony on the show before. He makes some good stuff too and some recommendations on hunting. Uh, who else we got there? There's a couple of guys down from Victoria. So there's Zebra. Zebra's hunting. He hunts a lot of Samba down there in Victoria. He seems like a real nice fellow too. Loves getting out. Loves his hunting. So check out Zebra as well. I think it's Zebra's hunting. I think if I just type it in, it'll definitely come up. Now, if we're going over to, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really watch a lot of American stuff. I mean, sometimes I watch Iraq Veteran, but, you know, sometimes it gets a bit old. I, I used to watch um, Demolition Ranch, but I don't know. I just, it, it's, I, th- I think it's good stuff, but I don't just blowing, get blowing stuff up. It just gets a bit, you know, old for me. I'm more back into the old hunting style stuff. Uh, another good one, Air Arms Hunting South Africa with Matt. Uh, he makes some fantastic videos, so you can definitely check out him too. Peter from Impact Shooting. Uh, you can check out him as well, Impact Shooting. Uh, who else we got over there? There's another guy in South Africa. Um, Gerhard Slabbit or Air Hunters, get Gerhard Slabbit or Gerhard Slabbit, if I've got it correctly. So you can check him out. He's part of the Air Hunters crew. I think got, he's got two channels now, the Air Hunters, and uh, he's, he's, he's got his own channel as well. So there's some good ones as well. Going oh, going back to England, but he hasn't made any for a while. Had Johnny Ellsmore on the show from Point of Impact TV, another good channel man on YouTube, so check out Point of Impact TV. He's more long-range shooting and bunny busting as well, like I've done in the past on my channel, um, busting those uh, humble rabbits, so you can check out Point of Impact TV. So, yeah, there's a bit of a – I'm sure I'm missing people, and I'm sorry if I've missed some absolute corkers that are probably sitting right in front of my face, but I'm just thinking about them offhand just right now. They're the couple of guys that I uh, – that I do watch. Anyway, mate, I hope it gives you a few. I've probably missed a few. As I said, no doubt there's some sitting in front of my uh, face right now. Uh, but hopefully that gives you an idea of a bit of a few that I like. And if you, if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. Again, it all depends on what you're going to like, whether you like the high volume stuff, you love the sort of, you know, I must say low grade, but, you know, just the GoPro, GoPro out there running around shooting stuff, or you like more of the story type, you know, production value. It's all going to depend on what you like, mate. So anyway, we're going to go a quick break and then we'll get into... Uh, Bevan's question straight after. Camo Warehouse is Australia's leading supplier of quality hunting clothing and accessories. We stock leading outdoor clothing brands such as Rocky Boots, Georgia Boots, Hunter's Element, Ridgeline, Spiker, 511, Stony Creek and many more. Camo Warehouse is the leading supplier of optics and shooting accessories including Leopold, Bushnell, Zerotech, Lyman, Powerbeam and Lightforce. We can also order in custom Boyd stocks from the US to your specific requirements. Camo Warehouse offers offers flexible, zero-interest payment options including Afterpay and ZipPay. Order via our website at camowarehouse.com.au or give us a call on 02 6771 2836. All right, next one we've got, is the 243 good for goats and what brands? That's from Bevan. I love that name, Bevan. I used to, you know, remember Michael Bevan played back in the 90s cricket for Australia. Um, that was his last name, obviously. Uh, is 243 good for goats and what brands by Bevan? Oh, are you kidding, dude? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Listen, if you're talking about brands, I mean, there's plenty of brands out there. I don't know, you didn't mention what your, your budget is, but if you're looking at 243, obviously you've got your, your Bagaras, your, your Hauer, Sauer, Tika, 
Um, what else you got? I mean, there's heaps of brands out there, dude. I mean, take your pick. It's all going to depend on budget. Pick something that you like, that you like the look of, uh, and buy it, mate. Mate, two, four, three is going to smash goes. I've seen the biggest billies taken with two, two, three with decent, decent shots uh, to the head and neck easily. So uh, soft-skinned animals, you know, two, four, three easily. If you're talking about projectiles, listen, if you're going to, I would, I would say, listen, if you're going to, if, if you're reloading, so I'll go if you're reloading first, stick to the, either, the, there's a couple of options there. You've got the 87 grain VMAX uh, from Hornady. You do have the 85 grain hollow point boat tail. The, that's the game ting, sorry, game ting, game king from the Sierra. And there's actually a really good one for burger as well. It's the uh, six mil, the 87 grain, very low drag VLD hunting rifle bullet. So check them out from burger. I know a lot of the guys use the VLDs uh, for hunting as well. So there's at least um, a couple there for you, mate, to get you through. Yeah, all those bullets, mate, will absolutely smash the goats mate no doubt about it i mean what are you looking at let us know write us back to us again happy to you know play a voicemail on the show or let us know what you're thinking in regards to uh, what 243 you buy yeah follow up with us send us an email send us a voicemail we'd love to hear what you buy mate even send in a few photos of Probably can't share them on the podcast because it's, it's audio, but uh, I'll happily share it uh, on the Facebook page. So let us know what you buy. But yeah, absolutely. I'm sure people listening to this show will go, the 243 is an absolutely ripping caliber for goats. And also, like I said, if you go to the 87s, uh, if you're in Victoria, you'll be able to shoot fallow deer. And, and again, a, a, around the country, you'll be able to use that 243 uh, on deer. Wouldn't Probably wouldn't be my first choice, but if it's what you had in a snap and you were walking around and that's all you had in front of you, that's why if you run the 87s they're absolutely explosive on small game and really really good as well on uh the uh, big game as well meaning the deer so yeah thanks for writing in bevan hope that helps you i really appreciate you writing in thanks mate all right next question i'm here we go from travis thanks for writing in travis i'm looking for a new gun and scope combo for rabbits what do you recommend oh good question dude listen if i was going to buy one i would buy rabbits yeah okay i would buy the cz one of the cz light you know sporter weight hunting uh, rifles so something you can take around easily in a car now the scope combo man this is really going to be up to you listen it doesn't have to be overpowered don't overpower the scope i wouldn't more say go more than any more than a 14 power if i was you three to nine probably uh being fantastic i mean man there's heaps out there take your pick if it's just purely hunting if you're not going to be dialing or you're not going to be sort of trying to knock a few rabbits out at those extended distances by dialing and and using like a ballistics calculator or anything for a little bit of fun or, or holdover mate just a three to nine you got that leopold zeiss uh you know there's heaps out there mate there's like you know, mate but if you want to go up there step up into a swaro you've got uh vortex man you've got man there's heaps of scopes out there it's really hard to say you know what you didn't mention a budget mate but yeah i'd go a good little 22 maybe a cz uh, they're absolutely fantastic, mate. They'll last you the rest of your life if you look after it. Get a sporter weight, unless you're sort of planning on lying on the ground and doing a bit of busting. Uh, ultimately, I think that's going to be the best thing for you, mate. If not, again, if you want to step up into centerfire, mate, I'd probably recommend a 223. Uh, again, running those 50 or 55 grains. Again, going to depend on whether you're reloading, brother. But, uh, you know, again, mate, 50 grain VMAX, for an example, out if you're reloading or if you're not trying to find the 50 or 55 grain VMAX, mate, they are explosive. Just if you're gonna if you're gonna shoot rabbits, so make sure you head shoot them, dude, because uh, you're, you're not gonna you're gonna blow up all the meat, dude. If it's, if it's just vermin control, well, yeah, it's gonna do the job. But if you if you're not if you plan on taking meat, make sure you head shoot them with a two two three. That's why I'm recommending, mate, the humble twenty two, mate. Uh, running bullets. Uh, there's I think there's a question coming up in the future of this show, but yeah, if you're running bullets, man, I mean there's so many out there. Again, you've got a lot of different bullets. I would go something in the subsonic. You know, you've got uh, CCI. You've also got the Winchester Power Points. You know, you've got things like the CCI Stingers, the CCI Mini Mags. Uh, you've also got the, you know, the cheaper Federal Ammunition, and you've got different types of the SK ammo as well, from the Match to to the, the Subsonic, everything to do with that. So, again, you've also got, you know, the Blaza, little 22 CCI Blaza ammo, and also, too, do not discount, which I've had very, very good results with the... Uh, Ely high velocity, which is kind of surprising because a lot of the best results out of most of the guns, I think a lot of people will probably agree with this, is just, just the subsonics just seem to group a lot better for me. Anyway, all the guns I've ever owned, 
the subsonics always seem to group good. Doesn't mean you're not going to find a brand with the higher velocity that's not going to shoot, but I just find with the subsonic, it just seems to be more consistent. I don't know if it's the lower velocity or it's just the consistency, but I did have good results with the Ely um, high velocity. That seemed to be good out of my um, new CZ457. So check it out as well. Or go to the Ely subsonic hollow points as well for hunting. Uh, listen, guys, some people just, just use the, the basic CCI standards as well. I've used the CCI standards, just the lead round nose, mate, and they do a fantastic job as well. Cheap. Uh, listen, people say, oh, yeah, don't shoot game with them. They're more of a, just a target or a plinking bullet. Mate, you're shooting small game. We're not shooting deer with them. So uh, they... You head shoot them with the CCI standards. Trust me, they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna survive. And the last one I can recommend also is, and I've used these before, is the Federal Hunter Match for your 22. They're a hollow point hunting bullet and they're a high velocity too. But not, again, there's a difference between the high velocity where they're up to like, you know, some of these 14, 15, 16, I think there's even one 1600, I think, which is the CCI Stingers, I think. I think they're up around that anyway. But uh, again, I just think that the, the stuff that moves a lot faster just is not as consistent for me. So try the Federal Hunter match as well buddy so i hope that answers your question there's a lot of scopes but it's hard to you know specifically recommend a purely scopes that don't know your application but if it's just bunnies mate get a three to nine doesn't have to be huge quality unless you really want to spend big money then you know the sky's the limit you know swaros and 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 in the higher end leopolds the higher end zeises the higher end vortexes mate take your pick it's just there's plenty to choose from but mate the 22 maybe if you just you and you want a bit of you know stealth as well just use the subsonics you're going to get a lot of good results and a lot of good accurate results with that too so Travis, hope that answers your question. Thank you for writing in. I do appreciate it. Next question comes from Daryl. Uh, this is one I also get a lot. It's to the point where I'm probably going to have to put some comments on YouTube videos just to let people know. He says, mate, I want to share my content on YouTube. Uh, I've seen a couple of your videos and I've been really impressed with the videos that you're making. Thanks, man. It'd be great if I could actually shoot something when I go deer hunting though, mate, <laughs> to actually make a good video. Um, what is the best way to get started? Camera gear and equipment. It can get really confusing. Thank you and appreciate it. Daryl, well, thanks, Daryl. Listen, man, listen, I'm not the, listen, many years ago, people don't, didn't, don't know this about me, but I actually filmed probably about 30 weddings um, but uh, was, this was after I got out of the army a lot of people know I was in the army as well for about well, no, six years um, and I got out of the uh, I didn't know what to do I always like the YouTube kind of stuff and uh, you know people say why'd you start a YouTube channel if you like you know videos that's a great question but I do like both I love both equally uh, I love talking to people and also like making videos so camera gear and equipment uh, this goes back to my first gear on podcasting man listen if you got a piece of if you got a phone just get out there and start creating, mate. Don't you don't have to have five thousand dollars worth of equipment to to start making videos. You know, if you've got a GoPro, get out there and start making videos, mate. GoPro for about five hundred bucks will do you a solid. The only time an issue where uh, a GoPro is not going to be sufficient for you is if you're going to need to be zooming in on on shooting game like rabbits or, or foxes or, or deer at, at, at distances. It's just not built for that because it's an action camera. If you want to start getting into that, you'll probably have to buy either a dedicated handy cam or get into a DSLR or mirrorless camera, which is what I have. So I've got a couple of different lenses. Uh, I'm just to give you an idea, you could, I run an APS-C camera, so it's not full frame, so they are a little bit cheaper. Well, sometimes they can be a bit cheaper. Uh, definitely the lenses are a bit cheaper, but the reason APS-C is cheaper, it does have a smaller sensor, so not as good in low light compared to full frame, but the, be the better part is the reason I use APS-C is because it's got a 1.5x crop, so mate, what that means is if I'm actually zoom if I've got to say a 100 millimeter camera, or sorry, millimeter lens, it's actually a 150 millimeter lens, so I I get further zoom than what I would get at a full frame. If you have a hundred millimeter in a full frame, it's a hundred millimeter. Once you zoom in, that's the distance. So if I have two, uh, if I have a full frame and an APS-C camera, and you've actually got a, a 100 mil lens, the, the APS-C camera will actually zoom in another 50%, well, is it like 100 to 150 more 50 millimeters more than the full frame camera because you do have that 1.5x crop. So that's why I use an APS-C camera, mate. So if you use like a, a, a Panasonic GH5, which is one of their old ones, they've got the new GH5S coming out, the GH6, that's micro four thirds. So the micro four thirds sensor is a 2x crop. So if you have a 200 millimeter, that's the equivalent 
of a 400 millimeter in actual zoom zoom so you're actually going to get more of a zoom but again the micro four thirds you know sensor is, is smaller as well so again it just depends on your application dude full frame cameras are pretty expensive the glass meaning the lenses are pretty expensive but just to give you a quick list man i'm running a sony a6600 which is a one of their top flagship um aps-c cameras uh in my general shooting lens is the 18 to 105 f4. I have a Tamron 17 to 70, one of their new ones, 17 to 70 constant f2.8. Uh, I have for my zoom lens, I have the 70 to 350 Sony lens, which is I think f4 to 5.6. I think it is as well. That's for my zooming if I want to get out there up to say two or three hundred meters uh, and, and you know, get on a deer or a fox or a rabbit or whatever I want to shoot. You definitely need a zoom lens. Don't try and use you know like a GoPro or anything like that, dude. For you know trying to zoom in. If you get home and you got your footage there and you go, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna film in 4K so I can zoom in when I get home and then render at 1080p. It's not going to do the job for you, man, because you just don't have the detail in the shot. You need you need something to zoom in. Um, I don't really have any um, information on handy cams, dude, like 4K handy cams and so forth. There's a lot of hype around 4K. I've got a 4K camera. I don't shoot in 4K. I just don't think it's necessary. Some shots I shoot in 4K because I do want to get the extra zoom because if I'm rendering in 1080p, I can actually zoom in up to 50% and not lose any quality when I'm filming in 4K, if I render down to 1080p. So that's just a bit of a tip for you. Then I've got one other lens, dude. It's always good to consider. Some people like the astrophotography that I get in my shots, like at night when I do the time lapses. That's the Sigma 16mm 1.4, which is, yeah, they're not cheap. They're about, well, none of those, none of those lenses are cheap, but it's about... It's probably actually one of the cheapest ones, but it's about six, seven hundred dollars. Um, but it's a one point four, mean which is it captures a shit ton of light, mate. So that thing basically sees in the dark. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you've got no light, no camera lens is going to work in no light. But if you do have an available light, um, starlight, you have um, light from the fire at camp, or you have some LED lights, that's when this lens absolutely shines, mate. It's great for low light photography. It's a prime lens. It doesn't zoom at all, so it's basically only good for really talking on getting you good depth of field shots and um, so forth on top of it i also run the um, i think it's the road video micro with the dead cat uh, that just again when i do podcasts like this mate i love audio if i when i if i watch a youtube video that's going <laughs> with with wind i instantly just turn it off i just can't handle it mate it just it really turns me off so <clears throat> just get one of those road video micros make sure the camera you got has a th the, the the jack input for an external microphone do not buy anything if it doesn't have an external microphone other than a gopro because you can come up with options um uh, to to put little fuzzy little wind muffs over the top of the um you know with, with the, the voice recorder the microphone so you don't get that wind noise which is what i do because i did buy just buy the gopro hero 9 which is good for just chuck it on the ground chuck it on the car chuck it on the ground get you get all the shots you need instead of having to get your dslr camera out and setting up and all that or your mirrorless camera these days mate everything's going mirrorless if you are looking at dslr get a mirrorless camera i think that's going to be the best for you dudes anyway that's my equipment by the time you see this video you probably would sorry see this podcast i should say i put one of my deer hunting videos out that you can see all that equipment on display uh it's called state forest deer hunting and camp cookups on the ahp outdoors page so you can check it out there so thanks daryl hope that answers your question sorry that was a bit long-winded but uh, again don't be bogged down with gear mate if you've got a gopro get out there and start creating it's all about the editing process get the shots get what you need get into the booth and start editing mate or get home to your computer laptop start editing don't say oh i need 10 grand's worth of equipment before i can start my youtube channel i just that's bullshit man don't let that be a cop out to a lot of people like i was the same i need this camera or that camera or that lens nah nah get out there start recording mate start recording next question from pete shit i would 47 minutes in i did not think it was going to go this long at all we've got a, a few questions left so and I'll, I'll use the other ones on the next show jace will we see any more straight shootings from pete um yeah mate probably down the track i'm just to be honest again i want to be honest and upfront here i'm a little bit sick to death up to my eyeballs with the politics stuff i really really am uh i just i just don't think we're getting anywhere in a political spectrum regarding firearms ownership the cops keep coming ban 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 guns gone 
bans, 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 bans. Another gun was banned a few weeks ago. Probably I'm recording this podcast on the 3rd of July. This won't come out until probably roughly around the 20th or so of July. So we just had the MH12, New South Wales government police is banning that gun. Uh, again, I, I keep, sorry guys, I keep hearing morons constantly saying we need to keep what we have. We've got to maintain status quo. Well, we're not doing that, guys. We are not doing that at all. We're going backwards. There's no doubt about it. We need to start pursuing these avenues in court. There's no doubt about it. Listen, Muzz is off Facebook now. Um, someone said that they don't have a blow up with Muzz. Not at all, man. We're the best of friends. Uh, we talk almost every day, if not every second day. We've got you know other things in common as well, not just hunting. We're in, so we've got some investments that we like to talk about, shares. And, you know, mate, he's having a good time and he reckons the best time of his life, mate, now is being off social media. His life is so much better. And a lot of people do say that. I'm starting really to loathe social media. I used to post on the podcast page on Facebook every second or so, every four, five, six times a day. Now I'll go three or four days sometimes without posting. I'm just over social media, so and I'm over spending seven, ten years of my life doing this show, mate, and not getting any results for it. You know what I mean? As in, we're just not, we're not winning, mate. We are not winning, and you only got to see how many guns are being banned. You know, they're trying to cut us out. They're trying to ban, you know, hunting with dogs. I mean, it's just a constant attack, mate. Week after week after week on our liberties, and yeah, man, I'm getting sick of it. The last show I did with Bridget McKenzie from the Nationals that was almost two years ago. Now uh, I've refused several um, requests for interviews from people messaging me saying what well, we're wanting to do something with this political party or this candidate or that candidate listen guys i'm just i'm just not really interested in that anymore i love getting back to hunting i love talking to people i love the videoing process i love the podcasting process and you know Muzz has been on the show a couple of times since the straight shooting he's still happy to do the shows here and there um but again i just, I just need a break for a while how long that will be guys i don't know i can't really say but yeah me and Muzz are getting on well great guy great friend of mine and uh uh, Andrew, that was one of our Patreon supporters that came on a hunt who I was mentioning at the beginning. He met Muzz on our, our most recent hunt. We just we were hunting about three weeks ago. I had a great time, mate. And uh, I let that bastard Muzz in my, t- in my tent and he was snoring his ass off, dude. So I almost felt like throwing shit at him. So he's going to have to bring his own his own tent next time but he wanted to see the awesomeness of the diesel heater so i had to let him do that mate so um here we go uh, a couple more to go said uh, jace uh, do you still enjoy doing the podcast a decade later yeah mate absolutely i really do I, I lost a bit of passion there for a little bit if i'm being brutally honest always like to be up front with you guys just sort of towards the end year of the political stuff i just started to get a bit disgruntled a bit pissed off with the the lack of action that we were taking from our political parties uh, the pro-gun parties especially and the, and just the things they were doing uh how they're starting to agree now with with gun laws and semi-autos are bad and it just really really turned me off from the politics stuff mate and also the constant telling us you know that we're going to be doing this we're going to be doing that uh you know bridget mckenzie on my last show about a year and a half ago said she was putting forward a bill for suppressors towards the end of the year uh you know that was i did that i did that podcast almost uh 18 19 months ago now and we haven't heard one single whisper about it so again a lot of talk i mean she's a nice lady i've got no problem with her. i think she's quite quite friendly and quite nice I, I, she, I think she's nice but at the end of the day nice doesn't equal results man nice does not equal results you know what i mean someone again had a go at me the other day it was about three weeks ago i didn't even say anything about it that you know bob catter was the you know the, the savior of gun ownership in queensland like i keep hearing this but i mean again i just keep saying to people you know 50 50 years the guy's been in parliament has not introduced one single piece of legislation onto the floor of parliament to make life easier for shooters yet they keep constantly saying that you know we're the only party around in defense of gun owners well okay Okay, talking is fantastic. I like Bob. I like those guys. I really do. But again, when is talking going to turn into action, mate? When is it going to turn into action? And I'm, I'm just, I'm sick of, I'm, I'm talking to a brick wall. And to be honest, man, you, I know a lot of you guys are, like people listening to this show, a lot of people just aren't smart enough. They just, I was like that when I first started, when I was involved with, with a certain party, you know, trying to trying to you know, get out there, you're all, you know, fist pumping and you're ready to go and you're excited, mate. And then you realize they're all just full of shit. They're all just full of shit, man. They really, really, they tell you what you want to hear to get you involved, to get them publicity, and they never, ever deliver on any one of their promises to, to, to make life easier for shooters, to get our guns back, to get our self-defense rights back, to get our semi-autos back, to get anything, man, to get rid of appearance, really just anything. I would be happy with anything at this point. Where's our suppressors? I was writing about that 10 years ago. We still don't have suppressors, dude, and guns are getting banned left, right, and center. So you can probably hear my voice. I'm getting a little bit fired up because I'm just sick to death of it mate i really really am and uh you know i'd rather have my friendships outside of the podcast with mars and those guys than 
you know, burn them out with the constant talk, but no results. So, uh, yes, but we will come back soon with that. I promise with you. I just need a break. That could be another year, mate. I just, I, I, I can't really tell you, man, in regards to straight shooting. And but I do love doing the podcast. I've, I just, I really love getting back into it, talking to hunters, making new friendships, making new connections, and I, I just, I really appreciate that. So, number ten, packs best deer caliber for a new shooter. Oh, mate, deer caliber. Okay, if you're in Victoria, it has to be over 7 mil unless you're shooting fallow, which you can shoot with a 243. Let me just, let me just go every every state other than uh, Victoria. Listen, man, a lot of the 6.5s are getting popular. There's no doubt about it. They're good deer. Again, it depends if you're shooting big red deer or big samba. I'd step that up a bit to a minimum of 7 mil. doesn't mean you can't not shoot them with a 6.5, but I'd probably step up to 7 mil, 708, 7 mil magnum. Then you jump into, obviously, your, your standards, your 308s, your 3006s. Uh, what else do we have there? Obviously, you jump up again if you want a mag- magnum, your 300, 300 win mag, 300 PRC makes absolutely light work of them. Uh, again, you know, if you're going to get into the big deer, try and get minimum your 150 plus, you know, projectiles. Sure, you can shoot them with 140s, even less, you know. Of course, your head shoot them, whatever. But I'm just saying, I don't know if you're an experienced shooter. You haven't really said. Uh, but, yeah, best, you know, there's no best deer caliber, man. They're all going to do the job with good, good um placement man so seven mag 300 win mag 308 3006 again if you're in victoria again that's the same as well so i know some guys shooting good size red deer with the 143 grain eldx out of their 6.5 creedmoors so all your 260 remingtons or your 6.5 by 55s dude so there's absolutely plenty there to choose from man and um, they're all going to do the job it's really going to be but I, I'd step up the bullet weight if you're going to shoot if you're in Victoria you're going to shoot some big samba or Queensland some you know, good large sides reds you know it's always good never to be undergun man in my opinion um, but it's a trade up man it's a trade up you know recall do you want heavy recall in a light sporter on a 300 win mag or a 7 mil mag or a, a good size 38 38 he's got a good kick to it as well so you know again we don't you know you don't want to be you know recoil to to be affecting you mate so anyway pax i like that name pax good name um so hopefully mate that answers uh your question and this comes in my next one actually and we're going to finish off soon guys he goes uh what's the actually before that we're going to go i've totally forgot because we've just been getting so, <laughs> so excited uh into this but we're just going to go into a break and we'll be right back over the past year the national shooting council took legal actions to protect shooters rights over gun shop closures gun reclassifications and unfair license cancellations and we did this across australia the national shooting council is the only truly national political action group that is taking actions to protect what we do help us do more during 2021 join the national shooting council which is the political organization that you've been wanting to see there to protect shooters rights all right so thank you nsc for supporting the show so what's the best caliber for a shooter who is recall sensitive for larger game from tony thank you tony yeah great question mate so what's the best man listen if you're recall sensitive again for larger game again it's going to depend if you're in victoria mate i'd go something in the 6.5 definitely you've got really good ballistic coefficient bullets 143 grain eldx's uh you've got the burger vlds as well you've got the sierras man you've got the game changers from sierra Man, there's heaps of quality out there in that arena, no doubt about it. Take your pick. I mean, I, I run the 260 Remington, but you can run a 6.5 Creed more. It's up to you. It's probably going to be, you know, a little bit cheaper on the brass. So, again, just be just be aware of that as well. Um, you know, that's, yeah, again, it's one of the great calibers, man, 6.5. They've been able to develop great bullets for the 6.5 cartridges uh, as well. So, again, it's going to depend if you're Victoria. You're not going to be able to shoot deer like Samba, Red, uh, Etc. Or even I don't even think you can shoot Ruser. The only one you can shoot in Victoria that's lower than seven millimeter is the Fallow. But again, once if you come across a Samba and it's not a Fallow, what are you going to do? You technically you can't shoot it, you know, by law. So yeah, I would say you six point five. And again, it's going to depend on in Victoria, but you haven't said that. So mate, anything in the six point five range is going to kick absolute ass for you, dude. So uh, yeah, thanks Tony for writing in. You bloody legend. Number twelve. Uh, I'm looking at which is from Harry. Thanks Harry. I'm looking at seven mil. I wait for deer, goats, and pigs. Will I be undergun from Harry? God no, Harry. You won't be undergun. You're going to slay any of those animals, mate. Like you would not believe, dude. So. Uh, I had a 7 mil 08. The only reason I sold it was for, at the time, now it's a lot more popular than it was when I bought it, was simply because uh, I went to 308 at the time, but now I'm running 7 mil Magnum. It was purely for components. I was having trouble getting some 
brass at the time. It was becoming very difficult. Uh, I was running the 120 grain VMAX. Then I went to, I think it was the 140. Was it the AMAX? This is many years ago now. You're making me think now. Uh, I can't remember. I know I went to the to the one for, I went to the 140. I know it was, I know it was the Hornady. It was something in the Hornady range. I just can't exactly remember. But no, mate, you will not be undergunned, dude. I can tell you that. I can really tell you that. Fantastic caliber, dude. Mild recoil. I know people say, oh, it's a girl's gun and this, that. Bullshit, dude. It's a fantastic caliber. Yeah, it is a good one for females coming up into the sport. I know a guy um, that I did an interview with, his missus started to use a 7 mil 08 for, you know, uh, that sort of thing, deers, goats, and pigs. And just, you know, you don't want to introduce, you know, females, even even males, to high-caliber recalling rifles when they first get into it because it may turn them off, man. That's just that's just a fact. I mean, recall can be can be a difficult thing to manage for, for a lot of people. So it's not a bad thing. It just means give them a caliber that they're going to enjoy the sport. But, mate, you're not going to be undergun deer goats pigs you're going to smash them it's legal in victoria for all the deer species mate go out there and buy one tomorrow listen if you're not reloading maybe that's a different story seven mil 08 ammo is going to be hard to come by and it's also going to be uh, a little bit expensive as well dude to, to buy factory ammunition so only buy i would say if you're going to be reloading like i was uh, in the past, couple of quick ones to go. Trent, I can't seem to get good results. This is, goes to what I was talking about before with the 22LR ammo, such as uh, stingers and some high-velocity ammo. Is this normal from Trent? Yes, mate. I've exactly like you, dude. I just couldn't get the results. I have recently with the Federal Hunter Match, but I wouldn't say they're extremely high-velocity like the stingers. They're like a mid-range high-velocity. Um, but, yeah, I've had perfect, great results with the low-velocity subsonic ammo. I don't know why it shoots better. Hopefully, you people listen listening to the show that are listening to the show right now totally agree with me that you have seen pretty similar results sometimes guns will shoot i've got a mate's gun that make, loves the stingers so it really just depends on the gun of course but the guns that i've had over the years it was way easier to get subsonic ammo to shoot than it was so Mate, go try your subsonic ammo from CCI, Ely. I think, I'm not sure if SK makes one. I think SK do make one, but I have checked those out as well. And again, if you're shooting small game like rabbits, don't, don't feel afraid to use some of the, you know, just the soft lead round nose stuff. It smashes rabbits. Don't let people tell you otherwise, man. If you can get a hunting one, of course, that's preferred. And if you can get good results with hunting 22 ammo, then you know, do that. So yeah, mate, I totally agree with you. I start off with subsonics. If you do want to punch it a bit further and you do want to take a fox, maybe, you know, look at some of the more the high velocity stuff just so you can punch those foxes right between the eyes and knock them down. You don't want them running off and, and wounding animals. That's never a good thing. Last question. All right, who we got? Greg. Nice bloke. Thanks, Greg, for writing in. I need a pair of binos. What power and quality will do the job? Budget up to 1500 Greg. Good, you gave me a budget, man. Thank you. Uh, listen, man, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of brands out there. Um, obviously, you've got see budget 1500 You're right in that thing. Listen, I've got Maven. Uh, I've got the Maven B3s, and I just bought, and I've got Maven. Uh, the, I've got the 8. See, I love my Maven. I think they're B2. No, B, B4. Let me have a look. <laughs> I forget myself. I think they're the, I've got the Maven. I know they're the top of the range one. The Maven... I think they're called the Maven B2s and the B3s. One of them is an 8 to 30, right, which is my preferred deer hunting binocular. It goes in my marsupial pack. I do have another marsupial pack coming. And if you do want a, a, a pack, uh, the front harness, jump on the marsupial website and buy one of their harnesses from America. They're absolutely fantastic. I highly rate them. Uh, I do have the 8 to 30s and I've got a new pair of the 9 to 45s I just bought only about a month ago from our previous guest, Josh, uh, the modern hunter outdoors. He's the maven operator. He came on a hunt with us about a couple of months ago as well. Really nice fella. And you can get a really, really good price. So here they are now. It's the... Oh, sorry, I've got the B2s, which are the 9 to 45s. You can get them in 7 to 45, 9 to 45 11 to 45 i've got a pair of the b3s you can get them in 6 to 30 8 to 30 or 10 to 30 i have the 8 to 30s again man you've got i had a pair of nikon monarch sevens i've still got them now they're my just carbinos to sort of throw around they're about 700 bucks mate fantastic quality you'll see the testicles on a deer mate don't worry about that <laughs> so you've got leopolds you've got the swaros but again that's going to you know, come down to your budget. Obviously, then you've got your higher ends, your like your Zeiss and Likers. But again, people say like other mavens, oh, they're not higher end. Dude, they are high end stuff for the price, mate. They just cut out the middleman, you buy them direct, right? If you want to buy them from the importer um, in Australia, Josh, I would recommend that because he is a good guy. He can help you. But uh, again, 
it's really going to depend on what you want to do. But they're cutting it, basically cutting out that middleman. He, you know, he makes a, almost nothing on the binos. He just loves the loves the brand. He brings him into Australia and uh, sells them to people here. But yeah, you've got Leopolds. You've got a couple of the Myopta. I think it's the Myopta B1s as well. They're pretty good as well. You've got some of the Cower stuff coming out. Absolutely fantastic. Like I said, Leica. Yeah, Swaro. Absolutely. They're all your high-end stuff. But again, you know, you really got to come down to it. You know, are you, if, you, if you can spend 2000 and get... 99.999% of the quality of something worth 4000 is it really worth spending the extra you know $2000 to get maybe a, maybe a half a percent that's really up to you to to make that decision dude but um you know if you really want if you want to up your budget a little bit but 1500 bucks mate you're going to get a good set of binos dude there's no doubt about it if you look after them they'll last you the rest of your life man you'll probably hand them down to to your kids mate so hopefully that answers your question but do I keep saying to everyone do get a pair of binos guys Nothing is better out in the field than being able to look through trees and see deer bedding, you know, seeing a deer just lifting its head up. And you just can't see that with your eye. Like, listen, buy a good set of binos. I can't stress that enough. If it means you've got to save up for an extra couple of weeks or months, just save up. Buy the good stuff because it's really going to help you. But if you can't afford it, of course, everybody's different. Um, you know, just buy what you can and go out there and use it and get out hunting. Again, I centered this podcast, especially around gear, is to not let the price of gear stop you from getting into hunting. That's that's the worst thing that I hate seeing. That people, oh, I can, if I don't have this gun, I can't do it. If I don't have that pair of binos, I can't do it. Oh, I need that that scope where free ground I was. I can't go hunting because I'm not going to. It's ridiculous, guys. It really is. Get out there, mate. Start. I've seen guys shoot the biggest goddamn deer. With a hundred dollar rifle, second hand rifle, and a two hundred buck Nico Sterling scope, so you know don't let people fool you into thinking you need all this expensive gear to be able to get out hunting. It's just crap, man. Or you need gear to make podcasts or, or videos. Man, bullshit, man, bullshit. So stick to what you know. Get out there and have fun. And uh, yeah, that's uh, who was that again? So let me just go back to my questions. That was from Greg. So thanks, Greg, for writing in, mate. I do really appreciate it. So guys, what we're going to do is we're going to basically finish off there. So anyone that wants to write into the show, send your emails to Australian Hunting Podcast uh, at gmail.com. I hope I haven't rambled too much. I hope you like this sort of thing. I love giving back to you guys that write into the show because it just, I get, like I said, guys, hundreds of emails sometimes in a month. And I just, I, I look at my inbox and I just, oh, my, my skin crawls. And sometimes I just avoid going into my inbox because I just get freaked out what I see in there. And I know it's going to take me hours, if not days or weeks to respond to everyone. So I just want everyone that's listening to the show, I do apologize if I didn't answer any of your questions. <clears throat> I lost stuff on my email. Please write in. And please, mostly, I want to put your voicemails into this show. So if you're listening to it, send me your voicemails. Go on the website, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Click on that send voicemail icon. You can do it on your phone. I tested it on my Android phone two days ago just to make sure it was 100% yeah, working again from, from a couple of years ago, and it still is. And all you do is you press the record button, you start recording, you take your finger off, and you go send, and you go name and email, boom, and it goes straight to my inbox. So I want to play all your voicemails on my show, asking questions, talking about tips and tricks, Anything you want to talk about, politics, I answered them in this show today. Uh, so anything goes, guys. Anything goes. Don't be afraid to send it in. Get it in. So without further ado, we are going to see you on the next one. Thanks for listening as always. I'm Jason. See you next time. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.